Hi, I'm Janet Geeson, VP of Operations for Metallic, which is a SaaS data protection company, part of Commvault. Security is about having that holistic strategy, but we also know that 70% of data breaches happen from endpoints. I'm Catherine Speglia, and this is Well Technically, the tech podcast where women do the explaining. It's my first day back from a week-long vacation, so I'm pretty happy that it's a day where I get to speak with a woman in tech. So, Janet, hi, and thanks for being with me today. Yes, thank you for having me, and I'm just back from vacation, too, and happy to be speaking with you as well. Oh, wonderful. Where did, did you go anywhere or did you have a staycation? A staycation because I live on the Jersey Shore. So my family and I, we just did a staycation here and tried to be as socially distant as we can. Perfect. Yeah, we went backpacking. So we tried to be socially distant too. Oh, backpacking. That's great. It was the first time I've been. It was the hardest thing I've ever done. <laughs> Glad to be home. Nice. In an effort to get to know my guests better, I've been starting off by asking the same question because I think it's an important one and it always leads to an interesting answer. So that question is, what is an example of a time in which being a woman empowered you? I can think of a couple examples here. I think this is a great question. Um, I think the first is especially lately, recent college grads who are women in the IT and software field now seek me out for advice which is a newer thing that's happened in the past couple of years. And I think that's really empowering. When women seek you out, want to understand about your career progression, how you navigated technology, the different roles you've had. I think it's something where I don't think of myself as a trailblazer, but I've realized that for these recent college grads, they see all of us that have been in this career now for 15, 20 years as being people they look up to. And I find that extremely empowering. Um, for everyone having these dialogues and having these conversations. And then I guess something else I found empowering, I I guess it's a cliche, um, but you can say, you know, motherhood is empowering in interesting ways because someone once said to me, um, wow, your career really took off once you became a mother, which is interesting. In my case, that's very true. Um, And I know that doesn't always happen because the companies you're with have to be supportive of working parents, you know, and all of that. But I really found that becoming a mother, like completely changed my worldview. It was sort of a mental reboot. And I approach decisions a lot differently. I approach things a lot differently. I don't overanalyze the same ways that I used to. So I've actually found motherhood has made me approach my career differently and has been empowering for me. I appreciate you bringing up motherhood because when I first came up with this question as kind of the question I wanted to ask everyone. I never specified that it had to be a professional way in which you felt empowered. And you might be the first guest who answered on a more personal level. So I really appreciate that. It's true, though. It's (laughs) I couldn't anticipate on whether it would change the game for me. No one can, I guess. You mentioned college students a lot. So this kind of transitions well into my next question, which I wanted to talk about how you ended up where you are, because I read that your college thesis was about urban poetry and that you received a degree in liberal arts. I also received a degree in liberal arts, but that's probably obvious because I entered tech via writing. 
but it's a bit more interesting when it comes to you. So I wanted to ask, how did you end up in this field? And do you feel like studying the humanities actually provided you with useful skills that you use today in your current more technical career? Yes. So I did. I majored in um, English, minor in economics, had a completely liberal arts undergrad experience. I think I took one digital class. It was website design and management, which was really interesting, but that was one elective. And what was interesting is I discovered technology through just my career. I actually started in book publishing, but ended up in a technical role, managing relationships with barnesandnoble.com and Amazon. And I've jumped from industry to industry, but always working in digital or technical types of roles, whether in business development, partnerships, API work, operations. And I've really found the liberal arts background to be helpful. Did I have to learn a bunch of things on the job about the technology? Absolutely. Um, But technology changes so quickly, right? That, you know, it's, you just have to move with it, you know, as you're in your different jobs and taking your different career path. But having a liberal arts degree, what I really liked about it is I could pursue my passions. I could take a lot of different courses, not just the web management one I took. Economic psychology, why people buy, why people do certain things, why people behave certain ways in the market. I took business writing. I took all these classes that are very useful. And I found all this useful because even even like you, I got into technology through writing, through first being on the publishing side. And then now I'm at a a leading uh, data protection company in the IT and software space. Um, and it's a highly technical role, but I've really valued the approach to getting here. And I, everyone has a different story to share, how they got to where they are. And I think that's really valued in technology is having diverse backgrounds and perspectives. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. So now moving on to Metallic. It's a division of Commvault, as you mentioned. What more can you tell me about the services that Metallic provides specifically and, and why Commvault felt a need to develop a completely separate division? What was the business strategy behind that? Absolutely. So Metallic is the SaaS division of Commvault. Commvault is a leader in data protection, as I mentioned. And Metallic is its SaaS brand, and it's focused on backing up um, specific workloads, whether it's Office 365, endpoints, VMs and files, databases, you know, protecting critical data in a SaaS-delivered way. And this is is a new initiative for Commvault. You know, Commvault has been around for more than 20 years and hadn't really played its hand in a SaaS delivery model until now. So why the different brand? We really wanted to take the best of backup and recovery, the best of Commvault's tech with the best of SaaS. To do that, we thought about what would make sense from a customer experience standpoint, because a brand really is about how the customer experiences your product or solution. If you think about Commvault, so for those that know Commvault, Commvault is holistic data protection built for the enterprise, right, to protect comprehensive environments. Metallic is about point solutions with a rapid free trial, getting up and running super quickly. You can protect one tiny workload at a time and scale as big as you need to get. So inherently, the customer experiences are different. So that's how we got to the idea of all right, maybe we need a different brand. And if we're re-architecting this from the outside in, this should really signify something unique and different in folks' minds. Think about Microsoft and Azure. That's a great example. Azure is, you think cloud when you hear Azure, that's the cloud brand. 
or Microsoft, we're doing something very similar with cloud-native SaaS solutions. So Metallic is that for Commvault. And you mentioned it's relatively new, and this is kind of recent. It was launched at the end of last year. Is that right? Yes, it was launched last October. So it's less than a year old now, um, but it's been incredibly exciting to see this thing grow from an idea to now a real brand to now having real customers and growing from here. Yeah, I wanted to ask you a little bit more what that's been like, particularly when it comes to the pandemic, because I know that enterprise security especially is you know kind of a hot topic right now because these enterprises, their networks are kind of extending into the homes of their employees, so to speak. So have you had to rethink anything that you're offering as, as a security company? Sure. So when we first launched in October, we launched with three solutions, kind of a core metallic backup that covers the VMs, files, and databases, Office 365 backup, and endpoint backup. Endpoint, which is, you know, protecting data at the edge, you know, laptops, desktops, et cetera. We didn't go out with that as our lead offering in October because no one could have foreseen what is happening now with the proliferation of remote work and the changes that have come with the pandemic. Now we're looking at this very differently. I think it's changed our product mix, how we promote these offerings, because we really want to meet companies and customers where they are in this crisis and what data they need to be protected. A great example is Endpoint. So the Endpoint offer, we have worked with Microsoft. We have a partnership with Microsoft, and we're actually offering our the Metallic Endpoint protection free um, through September 1st. We've been offering it since late March um, with no strings attached. We're offering it co-sponsored with, with Microsoft completely free um, to help companies through this as they're thinking about protecting their remote infrastructures. So things like that, we wouldn't certainly not have contemplated in October, but based on the demand and where we saw the needs occurring, we decided to do that and champion that offering. And then Office 365 is also certainly very related to remote work and Teams, we back up Teams conversations um, as well. That's been uh, another one that has really um, seen increased demand. Okay, so that's interesting. So more about endpoint security attacks. So this is something that has always been important, but now that that endpoint has kind of extended or there are more endpoints, it's becoming more of a priority for you guys to market that solution? Yes, it's more we're we're responding to the demand for it. So if you think about what's happening right now, IT teams find themselves having to protect this new remote infrastructure that may have not existed, right? All of these people working from home that may not have before or changing how your company operates and the IT team needs to really think about that and how they maintain the security of that new environment. So security is about having that holistic strategy, but we also know that 70% of data breaches happen from endpoints and there's still a lot that are not protected. Um, so in a case like this, with all of this remote work, it's just really important that people think about that. So we're really responding to that need and trying to help companies out there thinking about their holistic security strategy in this environment. Something I, I've been interested in in this conversation, because, you know, I am an employee that works from home, but I also am an employee that always worked from home. I've been interested in, you know, what can enterprises do 
to like, what can they tell their employees to do to make sure they're using their network safely? You know, because as an employee, my my behaviors will have to change if my office is now my home as opposed to my actual office. So what other things can enterprises kind of say to their employees to encourage, you know, appropriate network use? Yeah, that's that's a really good one. So if you think about, like I mentioned before, security is about having that holistic strategy to protect a company and its data, right? And a data backup solution is a part of that strategy. Um, and the idea is to have a com- comprehensive solution to pre- prevent malicious attacks, but also if you're hit by one, so that you can recover quickly. That's why having your different security solutions work together is important. Um, since everyone knows downtime is really pricey for a company. So there's a couple things, right? First is an IT team can use something like endpoint backup to do a silent install and the user doesn't even need to know. So that's one thing that an IT team can do to make employees know that they're protected and everything's backed up without the employees having to take any action. That's kind of the great thing about having endpoint backup is the individual user doesn't need to install anything. And then there's kind of the best practice tips that an IT team can share around, you know, password security, the right types of passwords, using the company's VPN when you can, right? And then ac- accessing all of your solutions the way you're meant to, whether it's through an SSO like Okta or through other things like that, just best practices for accessing things. And companies can also be giving advice on when to use your work devices versus your home devices. And that's really up to the company to decide on those kinds of things. Since Metallic is so new, it's only available in the U.S. right now still, right? U.S. and Canada. We launched in Canada a couple months ago. Okay. How's that Canada launch going? Oh, it's going well. Um, We had a few launch partners that took it to market with us. uh, CompuGen, CDW Canada, Insight Canada. So we've been pleased with the results so far um, since that's our first launch outside the U.S. Yeah, uh, when I was originally researching this, I think you were only available in the U.S. So I kind of wanted to ask you, you know, where to next? What does the rest of the year look like for you guys? Yeah, so we've been consistently evaluating and looking to see where the next opportunity is. Our our aim is to be global, but we want to make sure we're really thinking about, you know, the cloud regions and things like GDPR and making sure that as we expand, we're doing it in a way that leverages not only the Commvault tech um, in all of these regions, but the cloud technology in these regions and best practices. So the next on tap is Australia, New Zealand. We'll be launching in Australia, New Zealand um, this this quarter, followed by a phased rollout in Europe. All right, and this wouldn't be an adequate tech podcast if I didn't talk to you about five G or IoT at all. What are you, you know, moving forward, how do you see all of these more and more and more connections that we're going to have impacting cybersecurity? Yeah, that's an important one. I think one of the keys is going to be how people manage their environments and their cybersecurity. More and more folks are needing to have an app-like approach to be able to look at a health status, to look at different things like that. Um, Metallic already has a dashboard you can log into as your one single pane of glass called the hub where you can see what's going on. But as folks are doing that more and more on the go, we'll need different ways to kind of get that information to you. In addition, you know, as we're thinking about endpoints, today we're focused on laptops and desktops because that's where organizations primarily need that robust solution. 
but we need to continue to look at mobile and what 5G does and how the different mobile operating systems handle those APIs and, and how we can back up those kinds of things in the future. So it's something we're watching. Um, we're focused on laptops and desktops today, but if customer demand starts shifting that direction, it's something we need to look into and certainly understand what technologies are available to us there. You know, if enterprises start using 5G as opposed to Wi-Fi um, to, to gather their data, the question of where that data is stored or, or who has that data becomes kind of an issue. Like if uh, the operator, you know, it's their 5G service. So like any of the comp- like enterprise data that ends up on there, does it go back to the carrier? Is this something you've thought about or that you see as being a potential issue? We haven't really seen that one yet. Um, but what we're trying to think about is where the data is ultimately residing and how the company wants to protect it, right? Are they backing up to their own cloud account? Do they want to leverage a cloud account that we provide? Are they used to backing up on-prem? For some metallic solutions, we can even handle on-premises backup. But more more and more, we're seeing obviously that move to the cloud and that's growing with what's happening um, with the pandemic and with everything we've mentioned earlier is the reliance on cloud is only increasing. So today we're a little bit more focused on how someone wants to back up, where the target is. Certainly, the how you move the data is important too because it factors into egress and data sovereignty and where those things live. But we're not seeing a lot of that yet in terms of kind of the carrier uh, issues. Um, but it's a great one. It's a great one to start thinking about. Well, Janet, that was all I had for you. Uh, you know, I really appreciate you diving deeper into network security with me. I think it's going to be a really crucial thing uh, for businesses to kind of, you know, rethink how they approach it because it doesn't look like this new normal is going away anytime soon. So, Yes, yes. And if I could add something to my question before about what employees can do, mm-hmm. I think the more that um, IT teams can take charge of the security strategy, then the less employees have to think about it, right? The more that that's owned by your IT organization, they're thinking about it. Like it needs to be collaboration between employees and the IT team, but the more you can have holistic solutions in place that cover employees, the less an IT team will have to worry about an individual employees taking that responsibility, right? It's kind of like the hub and spoke model. You want that IT team and the tech stack and the security solution to be that hub. Right, even if you are in a remote distributed environment. And I and that's the type of thing that Metallic does is helps teams do that um, in order to manage everything that's going on right now. Okay, perfect. That was a very good summary. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> yeah, so thank you so much. Yes, thank you for having me and I'm very excited about this new podcast. I think it's great. Well, Technically is an Arden Media production. For advertising inquiries, contact Danny Miller at dmiller at ardenmedia.com. Today's show was produced and edited by me, Catherine Speglia.